Welcome to another installment of the Puffy Talks Food and Football Podcast. I'm your host, the P-U-F-F-Y, and I'm going to tell you like this, super excited. This week, it's like Christmas to me. Some people, they live for Christmas, you know, they have their favorite holiday. Some people started last week, college football started back. Um, it's not the most wonderful time of the year to me. It's a special time of the year when college football started back. I acknowledge that I love it too, but it is the most wonderful time of the year as the sun goes on Sunday. Thursday's great. Great appetizer, Christmas Eve. Then you have those two days, you get college football in between, and that's great. But when you wake up on Sunday morning and it hits you, it's game day. And the real clacking begins. They play some defensive college certain teams, but the real clacking begins on NFL Sunday. And then you look in the mirror and you realize 17 weeks guaranteed of this. Let's go. We are here. And if you're like me, you're a degenerate gambler. Listen, it's nothing better than football taking advantage of the odds makers in the first couple of weeks. But when basketball starts back, the real ones know the odds makers have to deal with NFL, NBA, college football, college basketball, and hockey, along with everything else. Tap in, find your sport, tear the book, make up part. That's all I'm going to say. We are here, baby. We are here at the beginning of the season. Ain't nothing more special and that more beautiful. Wish I had some music to cue up. You know what I'm saying? Some, some real, like, you know, old school, like that old school Madden stuff. Like, da 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 Like some, you know what I'm saying? Like this CVS type stuff. Yeah, I wish I had some of that to play right now. Because that's where we're at. The beginning of the year. And we got a big podcast today. It's the Mega Podcast. Yes. Of course, I had to wait till the last minute to get you this. I should honestly record this on Monday and got this to you Tuesday. But you're going to get it today. The day of the season starting on Thursday gives you a chance to dissect that before the game. Friday, if you get to it before the games. Saturday, even Sunday morning. Whenever you get to it, you got your mega podcast. We're going to be talking week one lines. Uh, we're going to be guessing those. I'm going to have the guests doing that. The over-under of each game, they'll be guessing that also. But before that, we'll be talking the over-unders for um, each team. Uh, Vegas win totals, uh, MVP market, offense rookie, defense rookie here. I'm not a capper. I'm not, like I said, I'm not an expert gambler. I just like to talk it. Um, I like to talk over-under win totals. Just give you an idea of what Vegas sees it. And um, if you're a football fan like me, um, if you're somebody who feel like you kind of, you know, see things coming when you see certain final scores and things happening in games. Um, why not use that knowledge and put your with your money and make more money on top of it? That's the way I feel. So if I'm reading off one of these win totals and you say, man, that team's going to be way better than that win total, uh, take $100 and bet it on it. You know, if you got it, bet more. <coughs> so um, whatever you can, you know, whatever your bankroll can sustain, there are plenty of podcasts out there that teach you how to bankroll. I'm not advocating for anybody to go out there and put their life savings on something because they feel they have a number and they go out there and lose it. I'm just advocating for you to just be smart. And even if you don't, 
just enjoy the podcast. It gives you a little information, something to talk about. Maybe you at the maybe at the bar on Sunday. Maybe you go out to eat. Maybe you work at a sports bar. Um, just gives you something to talk about, a little bit more knowledge, and hopefully I'm making it fun for you. Uh, if I need to spice it up a little bit, I can I can do that. I throw a little zest on it. Throw a little bit of that. Throw a little Tajian, a little cumin, a little, little red pepper in there. A little, little, yeah, I, I, I get a little different flavor with it. But very excited to do this podcast. Um, probably going to go over to normal time. Maybe not because we're not going to spend a whole lot of time um, dissecting the over-unders in division winners because we've already previewed every team. You can catch up on those podcasts, eight episodes. Really great to listen to. The quality gets better with each episode. I can promise you that. Um, haven't had too many complaints as of late with that, but um, certainly would encourage you to go back and listen to the past episodes. Listen to it about your team, whatever division you're in. We covered them. I probably had a guess. Like I said, voice messages are going to come open. But we're going to talk about over-unders of these teams, division winners, uh, how we see the playoffs shaking out, offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year, defensive player of the year, offensive player of the year, MVP market. Um, I wrote down a few just good value bets that I would like to place um, in certain one of those markets. Nothing I'm suggesting to you at all, like I said. Um, and we'll talk about these week one games. You know, currently, as of Wednesday night, where these lines stand um, on the book I got them at. Um, the book I was going to for record was Vegas Insider. Um, so that's the one I, you can reference for these numbers. Um, and we'll talk about those. And, um, you know, I'm not here to tell you what side or over under the bet. I'm just here to let you know what Vegas he does as. And, uh, I hope you enjoy it and hope you enjoy the guests. Whoever drops by tonight, we'll see. But it's the Super Mega Extravaganza Podcast, the Puffy Way. So let's do the damn thing, man. All right. Here for the Mega Extravaganza super duper season opener podcast um let's do this thing um was hoping to have guests but um schedule conflicts and I still have a fantasy draft to do tonight so I really need to get this done um I'm gonna talk over unders to start I'm going to open up with defending champs, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, over under win total of 12. That's what Vegas has said it. Um, I think this number's too low. I think Tampa Bay returning all starters and uh, being a year healthier. I think it's just a recipe of disaster for everyone else. Um, I think this is a 13 to 14 win team. And because they play in a soft division, they should run the table. <clears throat> and even if they do end up splitting one with New Orleans, it's the only team I can see beating them. They do play the AFC, I mean the NFC East, and they play the AFC East. They play both of them, so they pretty play. I think they play one of the easiest schedules in the league. Um, they should beat everyone in the NFC East, and. The AFC East, I can see them losing to the Bills and the Patriots, maybe. 
so yeah this this is definitely um, 1% a little too long I'll go over and then you flip pages and go to the Falcons um, new head coach Matt Ryan I believe this team will actually be better later in the year um, but I think it'll actually be 7 um, I don't think this is an 8-1 team I think 7 is about where it'll be um, just because the defense needs so many pieces and um, they'll be throwing a lot I, I think overs will be very big for this team um, the Panthers win total set at 7.5 and, and with an extra game they went at 7 games last year and I think they're slightly a slightly improved team they made some improvements um, even though their offensive line is still a mess I do believe they this is an over I do believe they can get the eight with. Because <sighs> I believe in what Matt Rule's building down there and everything he brings to the table. Um, and the offense is still going to be able to score points even if Sam Darnold turns the ball over. We seen last year Ted turned it over quite a bit. And they were able to uh, still, put, still move the ball. Um, kind of overachieved. And then that defense should take a step forward um, this year. So... I'll, I'll take this eight, and then the Saints are it's over under is at nine, their win total, and I'm gonna say that is a push. I'm gonna say the Saints do finish with right at nine wins. Um, sounds about right. Uh, no, at, yeah, yeah, Saint, I can see the Saints right at about nine wins. Um, just don't think that defense will be as good this year. You know, they just traded for Bradley Roby. Um, just think they have uh, a lot of work to do on offense as far as pass catcher-wise. <gasps> Sorry, guys, about Yone. I just don't think they have the weaponry um, to really compete sometimes. Um, I think they're going to have to outscore like Dallas to beat them. Because you know Dallas defense isn't any good. Um, we'll see that tomorrow night for sure. Um, moving right along, we'll talk about the AFC South. Um, over under win total for the Colts is at nine. Uh, this is a division that takes on the. It's a pretty tough schedule. The NFC West in the AFC um, East. Colts, it's at nine. I think this is right at where the Colts would probably be. Um, or eight or nine win team. I'm actually going to say under. I'm actually going to say they finished with eight wins. Um, I don't believe in this team. Um, offensive line should be, shouldn't be as good as it's been the last two years. Definitely taking a step back. We, we've talked about those in previews. That's why I'm not going to say here. Hey, man. I'm not going to sit here and really just go through every team and just break it down. I mean, we talked about division previews. I, I, office line isn't going to be as good. Weapons, they can't stay healthy. They've already had the injury bug bite them in the defense. Um, it's only so much you can – only so good you can be with your predominantly zone defense and you don't get immense amount of pressure. You just – and you're dumb, depending on a lot of rookie edge rushers. So, I'm going to go under. Um, the Texans over under window is at four. I'm going to say that this is an under, and 
And I know even with the 17th game, I just don't see this team winning more than two or three games. Um, I think this team's going to be historically bad. Maybe one win. Um, definitely betting the under. And the, the, I say these two teams like this. The Jaguars is six and a half and the Titans is nine. Now, let me get on my hot horse. Let me rant a little bit here. Actually, let me get some water before I do that because I got something to say. All offseason, I've listened to all these talking pundits, all these people, these media, these analysts, uh, former players. They come on these podcasts and they do these season previews and these division previews. And so for some reason, they all can talk themselves into the Jags finishing um, with wild card before this preseason started, especially. A lot of this was pre preseason talk. Uh, see, they can see the Jags finishing wild card, winning the division, making a run, yada, 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 right? After the preseason, now everybody wants to take a step back, see what kind of a mess they look like. But then they tell you don't buy too much into the preseason, but all of them are stepping away. But then on the flip side, um, all I've heard all, all season is people, oh, I don't believe in the Titans. I don't believe in the Titans. I want to take this win total under. Until the coach start having all these injuries too. And then they're, oh, I want to take the win total under. I want to take the win total under. This is, this is, I don't believe in this, okay. But for some reason, they can talk themselves into the Jaguars winning our division or being a wild card team when they have a rookie head coach. Um, they can talk themselves into that, all that when they have a rookie head, they have a rookie head coach and a rookie quarterback. The offensive line is still a mess. Um, they have weapons, but it's nothing to really write home about. Um, the defense gave up on average over like 26 points per game last year. They really didn't get too too much, if any, better. They switch it to a whole new other scheme on defense that they don't even have the talent for. We don't know what kind of pressure they're get, gonna get, what kind of edge rush they got. We know their corner play looks shaky in the preseason. Um, you can look at their roster right now. You can tell their secondaries that anybody can scare you. But for some reason, people think Urban Meyer has his magic glow and Trevor Lawrence has his magic glow. That they just can somehow here and go out here and win this oh so terrible of a division. But what they don't understand is, I just explained to you, this division plays the NFC West. And those are four teams that a lot of people think that division could be a bloodbath and all of them could maybe go to the playoffs or be contending for a playoff spot. And then they play the AFC East. And that is the Bills and the Patriots and, um, and the Dolphins. So even with that, you know what I'm saying, how, how does a team like the Jaguars make that leap um, when historically they've never really been good, just look at their their history. I just I just think people are talking out their ass when they say they can see the Jaguars doing this. Now, yeah, you might play in a weaker division, but still, last year you weren't good and you didn't beat any of these teams other than the Colts week one. That's the only game you won. Your defense isn't any good. You just traded away a starting corner. You didn't get better on defense. You got worse. You didn't get they. they I mean, they didn't. I didn't. Say, I'm not gonna say they got didn't get better. Um, they got worse on defense. They made minimal improvements. Your offense would be better from a quarterback perspective and a weapon, maybe a weapons perspective. But the offensive line is still in shambles, and you got a rookie head coach. Um, but for some reason, what people can't see is the Titans winning over nine games. And, okay, they won over nine games last year. 
and Rhea Vrabel's been there. They won over nine games. You bring the quarterback back, you lose the office coordinator. Now, I mean, that's the biggest loss we have. That's what people keep talking about. Oh, they lost the office coordinator. He was phenomenal. He went to Atlanta. Um, the office coordinator we literally, literally have, he had one stint as an office coordinator. They weren't completely terrible, but they weren't impressive. But we're literally keeping the same terminology. We're going to be doing some of the same things with some of the same principles. Um, and then you add in Julio Jones. Um, yes, we downgraded the tight end position. Anthony Furcher, anybody who's watched the Titans, he's a pass-catching tight end. So maybe we get an uptick in productivity from the tight end as far as like in the past game, even though Janu was good. Um, Anthony Furcher was actually out there a lot on pass-catching downs. And then from the running back perspective, you still have Derrick Henry. Um, if you can keep Darrington Evans heavy or uh, uh, healthy, you get that. So people can talk down an offense. And even if the offense takes a step back from top three um, to top, like, number 10, this is what people don't understand. They say the defense is atrocious. It's – let me – it's a new defense from top to bottom pretty much. Um, it's a whole new secondary. You got Kevin Byer, Money Hooker's going to come in and start this year. You're going to have a different third safety. You got Jack Rabbit at corner. Adoree's not there. He didn't even play much last year. He played three or four games. Malcolm Butler has retired, so that shows you where he is. Even though he's dealing with personal things, he, he gave up a lot of yards last year. You take him out. and people. I've heard somebody say Kelly Farley was terrible during the training camp. He couldn't even get a start position. He was hurt. He didn't even get activated until like this third week, the second or third week of training camp. Um, so then on the opposite side of that, you got Christian Fulton, who was banged up last year, who didn't even have a full training camp, who was a second-round pick last year, who a lot of people like coming out. And then in the slot, you got a mix of different guys who it might be. But the, the thing is, this defense didn't have a lot of camaraderie last year. The guy who wore the green dot got hurt last year, J.M. Brown. He's back. You got both of your starting linebackers back. You got big Jeffrey Simmons in his third year coming in, who should, who, who's by all means, he's a captain this year. He's going to be a monster. You add to Nico Autry on that defense line to help get pressure, help stop the run. And then you add Bud Dupree to go along with Harold Landry, who's going to give you more effort than Jadavion Clowney gave you. He only gave you something for a few games. This is my thing. This defense was a bottom five defense last year. So if we can talk ourselves into the Jags winning the division, artists, can't we talk ourselves into this defense being league average? And if the offense takes a few steps back, but the defense takes a 10, 10 goes from like 29th, 29th to 16th, that big of a jump that kind of balances out. And you can't see this team winning 10 games, even with the tough schedule, they still have a soft division, which could, they could sweep the division. There's six wins right there. Now you just need three more. Um, I, we beat the Bills last year. Beat the Patriots the last handful of times we played them. Um, the Dolphins certainly was a winnable game. The Jets. And then you flip the coin. Um, to the other division, we're playing the NFC West. All four of those are tough teams, but you get one right off the back in the Cardinals. I don't believe in Cliff Kingsbury. Um, so, I, I don't know, man. I just don't get how people can talk themselves into the awful Jaguars every year, but they just don't see the Titans who've 
literally went over there winning total since Mike Vrabel's been there, uh, winning more than nine games with Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry, and Ryan Tannehill, all-star and, and healthy. And we get Taylor one back on the offensive line. You have four returning starters on the offensive line. Come on. Um, I'm sorry for the rant. I'm just saying I just got so tired of hearing it this offseason. And I don't even want to make the case for the Colts because – I'm tired of talking about this magical Carson year, Wentz year. That people talk about, well, he was an MVP year, but he didn't even win the MVP that year. I'm just tired of talking about it. It's just so annoying. Um, the Jets over under one total of six. Uh, I'm going to say under. Rookie head coach, rookie quarterback, terrible defense. Just don't think they're going to win a lot of games. Uh, Patriots is nine and a half. I'm going to go over and say the Patriots are 11 win team. 10 to 11. That defense is going to be nasty. Front seven and secondary. I trust Matt Jones enough not to turn the ball over too many times, and I think they're going to have an awesome running game. Um, the Bills is at 11. I think that's too low. I think the Bills are a 12 to 13 win team. Um, I think they'll be good on defense. I think their defense will be even better this year, uh, even though offensively. I think they'll still try to keep pace. Might not be as good this year, but I don't think it'll be matter. They might miss half a step as much on offense. Um, the Dolphins is nine and a half. Um, I struggle with this one, man. I think their offense will be better. I just don't like their offensive line. I think they have a. Uh, I like the weapons, and I like the construction of their defense. But I'm gonna go under and say this team finishes right at nine wins. Um, I don't know if I got them. By the end of this, I don't know if I have them in the playoffs or not. I actually probably do have the Dolphins in the playoffs as I think about it. Um, For sure. Yeah, because I definitely have two teams in this division getting in. Um, The next division I'm going to talk about is the AFC North. Now the Steelers are eight and a half. I think that's too low. Mike Thomas never had a losing record since he's been in Pittsburgh. Quarterback combo with the coach, even though the quarterback's older. Um, I still think the, the Steelers finish at nine wins. Um, maybe not make the playoffs because I think the Dolphins are slide into that seventh position. No, I don't, actually. The Dolphins are definitely not making the playoffs. Let me take that back. Um, I, I don't have the Steelers making either, but I have them finishing over that win total. Um, and then the, with the Ravens, it's at 11. I think that's a push. I think the Ravens finished right at 11 wins this year. I think their defense takes a step back with the lack of pass rush. Um, I think 11 wins is appropriate. Um, the Browns is at 10 and a half. Um, I think the Browns finish at, at – I think the Browns finish uh, – I, I think the Browns finish right at 11. I think they finish as a uh, – it's like I want to say they finish as the same record. I think they'll finish 10-7. Ten, ten They're going to have one less win than the Ravens. I just, I just think I got to see it. I see it from the Browns first, man. And then the Bengals is six and a half. I think this is under. I just don't believe it's Zach Taylor. I think they finish right at five or six wins. I definitely don't think they win. They go over six and a half. Okay, how much talent they have at the receiving core. The defense is still full of um, guys who need to go out there and play better, guys that need to improve, and the offensive line is still a mess. Joe Burrow coming off major injury. It's going to be bad. Um, the NFC North, the Vikings is at nine. Uh, the 
the Vikings is at nine. I think that's appropriate. I'm going to go right there. I'm going to say they finish with nine wins. Um, unless that defense is significantly improving, um, the offensive line can hold suit. The Packers is at 10. I think this is uh, a little too low. I think the Packers, they won 13 games last year. I think they can win anywhere from 11 to 12 this year, certainly. Um, the Lions is at four and a half. I don't even want to. I, uh, I don't even want to get too much into it. It, it. This could be. I'm gonna say they win five. I'm gonna say they win five games. I don't know how they went. No, I'm gonna say they went right at four. This this the, the offensive line might be great, but it. Yeah, four man. It's Jerry Goff. It's under. Uh, the Bears is at seven and a half. Unless Justin Fields start. 16 to 15 games, this is an under. Depends on how long many games he play. If Andy Dalton plays eight games, this is an under. No one needs to watch Andy Dalton. The only benefit of Andy Dalton playing is I can bring back my Andy Dalton mess with smoking blunts right in the tunnel before he came out because he'd be throwing stupid-ass passes. Um, but that's that, 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 I'm telling you, man, it's going to be bad for the Bears if he's out there. Um, the AFC West, the Chiefs is at 12 and a half. Uh, I'm going to say this uh, under, I mean, over. The Chiefs are going to probably win 13 to 14 games. They're going to be on a mission. But that defense is bad. So I'm going to say this under. I'm going to say 12 is right, but they'll finish. 12 and 5. I still don't believe in that defense. No matter how uh, otherworldly Chris Jones and Tyron Matthew are, I still don't believe in that defense. Um, the Broncos, 8 and a half. Uh, I'm going to go over. I think the Broncos are a 9 to 10 win team based off that defense. A lot of teams won't be able to uh, beat them. The Chargers is at nine and a half. Uh, that's a lot of expectation from Brandon Staley. That's a lot. Some team got to disappoint this year. Why not be the Chargers, right? At nine wins, but I'm going to say the Chargers get ten wins. I like Brandon Staley. I like what they're building up. Um, so go over. And the Raiders is at seven, which is appropriately priced. Priced. I think the way the Raiders either. Reddish should probably finish with seven wins. Six and a half, six to seven wins. So I'm gonna go to push there. Uh the NFC East, the Cowboys is at nine wins. I'm gonna actually go with that's probably priced at a push. The Cowboys, that's basically they would go eight and eight regularly, so why not go nine and eight? Um the Eagles is at six and a half. I'm gonna go under. I feel like they just went right at six games, maybe five. I don't know. It really depends on Jalen Hurts and how the health, how healthy they can stay. You know, that's their problem. They may get by the injury bug. Uh, the Washington football team is at eight and a half. Someone has to win this division, right? And I'm going over for Washington. I think they get nine wins. Defense going to be nasty. Defense should lead them to a couple wins. Fitzpatrick maybe gets hot three or four games. That'll be enough. And then the Giants is at seven. I'm going under. Just don't believe in Danny Jones. Danny Dimes, uh, don't believe in that run game. Uh, I think they'll go out there and turn the ball over quite a bit. You know, create problems for the off, uh, the defense. So, that, that's the over under for each team. Um, the way I have this shaking out is the Titans will take the AFC South. I have the Ravens taking the AFC North. The Browns will be in the wild card from that division. Um, the Chiefs will win their division. Uh, I think the Chargers make the playoffs. Um, 
I think the Patriots will make the playoffs, and I think the Bills will make the playoffs. Um, I think the Bills will win that division, of course. I think the Patriots, Browns, and Chargers are your wild card. And for the NFC, I got Tampa Bay winning their division. Um, I got the Packers winning their division. I got the Rams. I got Seattle winning their division. I didn't even talk about that division. Uh, Seattle's win total is at 10. I'm going over. So I think Seattle wins that division. Uh, Rams is at 10 and a half. I think they finished with the same record as the Seahawks, so I'm going over, but I think the Seahawks went on a push. Uh, the 49ers is at 10.5. I think the 49ers win total. And then you got to go with the. I think you got to go with the under here because I think they went right at 10 games. Um, and the Cardinals is at 8.5. I think that's appropriately placed. I think I'm gonna, but I think I'm going to go with the under. I think they went right at 8 games, 7 8 games. I think this is uh, Cole Cliffy boy's last ride. But like I said, I got the Seahawks. Um, with the over. Um, winning that division. Then I have the Rams as a playoff team. And I have the 49ers as a playoff team. I have the Washington football team winning that division. I think that's, you know, I got this Tampa. Well, yeah, I I got the Rams, the 49ers. And I'm, it's between the Vikings and the Cowboys. I think the Vikings. I think the Vikings actually win the division. I think the the Vikings go to the uh, playoffs this year over the Cowboys. Um, Cowboys offense is going to be extraordinary, but their defense is going to be pretty bad. But you got to outscore the Cowboys. Yeah, the Cowboys going to the playoffs. They'll be the seventh seed. So, yeah, it'll be Tampa. It'll be Tampa, Seattle, um, Packers, football team, Rams, 49ers, and Cowboys. Um, my AFC championship game, uh, I, I just think the Bills and the Chiefs are headed on a collision course. For the AFC Championship game, I got the Bills winning this time. Um, and then I think we're going to get a rematch in the NFC. Um, I think it's going to be Packers and Bucks again. Um, you know what? Yeah, yeah. It's going to be Packers and Bucks. But I got the Packers winning this time. And then uh, the Super Bowl is going to be Packers and Bills. And give me Aaron Rodgers. You know, you know what? Yeah, give me Aaron Rodgers to win it. So that, that, that'll that be it for me with that one. Um, just because I want to see my boy go out on the high horse. Um, a couple different markets to bet. Um, and just a couple value bets. Um, MVP. Josh Allen's plus 1,400 to win MVP. That's a good bet. Russell Wilson's plus 2,000. You got to jump on that. Baker Mayfield is plus thirty five hundred. If um, we expect Baker Mayfield to be everything that we expect him to be, then thirty for plus thirty five hundred 
is a good value. Uh, if we expect the Browns to be very good, let's say um, the run game isn't as great this year. People stack the box and they say, all right, man, we're going to make Baker and we'll go out here and spread it out to win or, or something like that. You know, maybe maybe a couple games get tied a little bit more on his arm, then that's a good value. And then plus 8,000. I mean, a running back hasn't won in a long time, but if the Vikings are going to make a playoff push, um, this year, and what if they were even had a chance to contend for the division? I believe it'd be on the feet of Dalvin Cook, and he's plus eight thousand. Um, Offensive of rookie of the year, um, Cal Pitts is plus twelve hundred. Um, he uh, Elijah Morris plus twenty eight hundred receiver for the Jets. I really like that one, and I also like plus five thousand for Terrace Marshall. Um, we know the Panthers are going to throw it all over the yard, and if they were to contend and somehow get a wild card spot, uh, Terrence Marshall, I can see him putting up over a thousand yards, and if he hit double digit touchdowns, it'd be hard not to keep him um, uh, out, of, out of that race. The same with Elijah Moore, uh, for sure. So that, that was just good bets, man. That's just, that's just a good bet. That, that's just what I'm going to give you. I ain't going to feed you no bullshit. I'm going to give you a good bet. Um, defense of rookie of the year. Uh, plus 4,000 on the Sante Samuel Jr. Uh, Chargers, you know, like I said, he's going to be starting out there. Um, a couple good games out there, maybe against Patrick Mahomes. Get a couple pick, get hands on a pick, couple touchdowns, couple turnovers. Be great. Quitty pay plus 1,000. Um, I believe he's going to be good. And a guy who I couldn't find his odds, but j- just as a homer pick, Elijah Moulton, I believe he's going to be the starting slot corner after a few games for Tennessee, and I believe he's going to make plays. So if his odds pop up, I put a little bit on him. Um, defensive player of the year, uh, my favorite is my, my these are just my three three favorite, um, just straight up with the value and all. Plus fourteen hundred for Joey Bosa. Everybody expects the Chargers to be awesome. They're gonna be good. It's not just gonna be the defense. Um, Joey Bosa is gonna be out there making plays. We know he's one of the best pass rushers. He's my favorite to watch. So he's gonna be getting after the quarterback. Plus thirty five hundred for Brian Burns. Once again, if the Panthers may take a little step, getting the wild card, Brian Burns is actually good last year. I can see him having a phenomenal new year this year, really getting his name up there and uh, transcending to that next uh, great pass rusher and going ahead and getting that contract too. Uh, then plus 5,000 for Tyron Matthew, just because, man, the Chiefs are going to be winning games. And I can see the Honey Badger being on the war path after coming up short last year um, in the way they did. And I can see him coming out there feeling like he has to take a little bit more charge and make a couple more plays. Um, offensive player of the year, plus 1,500 for Dalvin Cook, plus 3,000 for Dak, which is the best bet of, of probably on the sheet, and then plus 3,300 for Justin Herbert. Um, those are just a few bets I want to share with you guys. You ain't got to take those to the window. You ain't got to go to your sports book. You ain't got to go online and do none of that. That's just a few things that I was thinking. Um, with that being said, let's get into the week one lines. With the week one lines, Dallas, uh, of course, is headed to Tampa Bay. They're eight-point underdog over under 52. I wouldn't touch this game. Uh, it came off the seven. Uh, when it was at seven, if you could have got um, – you could tease it. Now, you, of course, tease Tampa Bay down to uh, – you could get, get two points. All that just one by two points. Um, if I was going to do anything in this game, I'd probably bet a team total. If you could get Dallas's team total, depending on where it's at, I think the last time I looked, it was 24 and a half. Um, do you think Dallas can score 24 points with the offensive line woes? Um, I, I believe Dallas is going to be scoring anybody. Uh, maybe you bet player props, maybe receivers. Um, Tampa's going to be ready to come, but 
You're getting ready to go. You're getting ready to come after the quarterback. But, man, I don't know, man. 52 points. That's uh, that's uh, 30-24, you know, 33-24. Yeah, 33-24. So, 37-24 sounds like something that's kind of appropriate for this game. I just don't see any way Dallas stops Tampa. Think Tampa scores at will, but I also think, man, Dak and them are going to throw it around the yard. So the over will probably be my best bet for this game. Um, Sunday games: Arizona three-point dogs going to Tennessee. Uh, over under fifty-two. Um, a lot of people are saying bet the over in this game. Neither defense is really that great. It's been either pass defense, especially. Um, both teams going to be playing with, well. Arizona's going to play with a little pace. Um, I don't know, man. When this game before the Julio Jones trade, I had bet Arizona. I had Arizona on a bet on the money line. Uh, you know, before the Julio Jones trade, uh, I think I think I, I wouldn't touch this game. Um, I'll probably go over in this game too. Just cause, I mean, what if both defense? What if both defenses are bad again? You know, pass defense-wise, you wouldn't be on the right side of that. And we've seen what both of these offenses can do outside of Cliff. Actually, which kind of makes me want to bet the under in this game. It kind of makes me want to bet the under. It kind of makes me feel like both of these teams come out here bet the over in the first half. Um, both of these game, both of these teams come out there high, and then they finish. I feel like this game maybe finishes right at 27-24 and break your heart. Uh, Jacksonville, uh, three-point favorites. In Houston, Trevor Lawrence, Urban Meyer going on the road. Ricky, Ricky, um, quarterback total is over 44 and a half. Um, I wouldn't touch this game with a 10-foot pole. A lot of people going to be all over Jacksonville. Man, I, I just I just don't want to bet a rookie head coach and a rookie quarterback going on the road in their first game. But I also don't want to bet. I also kind of want to just bet the over because both defenses are going to be bad. And I feel like Houston could at least, as long as Houston could get you 14 to 17 points, you could hit this over. Because um, I feel like Jacksonville is going to throw the ball quite a bit, which is probably going to lead to a, you know, you, you get you, a, you get you, you get you 24 from Jacksonville. You're only you're asking for 20 from the Texas, but that's a lot. Just stay the hell away from this game. Uh, Chargers are one-point favorites at, uh, at Washington over under 40 into 44-and-a-half. Um, I bet Washington this game. Um, I get it. The Chargers are going to be good, but I I just think that defense uh, is going to present a lot of problems. I'd probably bet the under in this game. I don't think any of these offenses do anything. This could be a, a classic 17-20 to 20 game or something like that. Uh, Vikings and Bengals. I'm all over the Vikings. They're three-point favorites over the Bengals, over under 47 and a half. I, I, I'm going under in the Vikings. I think the Vikings win this game pretty handily, 27 to like 16 or something. Um, the Jets are five-and-a-half-point dogs against the Panthers, over under 45. Um, I I, I kind of wanted to bet the over in this game, and I still might. Um, neither defense anything formidable. But I might just stay away from this game. I think the Panthers win it. I don't trust Zach Wilson still. We'll have to see it. 
know a lot of people talk about the preseason, but the Panthers' defense isn't going to be t- the defense to test them. I'm ready to see them against Belichick, the litmus test. I'm ready to see them against McDermott and the Bills, too. And I'm ready to see them against Flores. So other than that, I'm going to withhold judgment, and I'm going to step away from this game. Um, maybe play something at the half, maybe play player props or something like that. Probably bet each quarterback to throw a pick. Um, the Eagles and the Eagles are three-point dogs against the Falcons over under 48. Um, man, this game, I can see the Eagles winning this game outright, but I definitely think points are going to be put up in this game, so I already bet the over in this game, and, and um, I could definitely see both of these teams scoring a uh, final score of like 30 to 24. Um, Steelers are six-and-a-half-point dogs against the Bills over under 48-and-a-half. Um, man, the Steelers never really get their ass whooped like that. I mean, they do sometimes, but week one, I think they'll be out here ready to play. Man, I think six-and-a-half is just high. I think the Bills are going to be good. I think everybody know they're going to throw the ball around the yard. I think the Steelers, I think the Steelers will be, be able to cover the six-and-a-half because I feel like it'll go up to seven. And that's the case. I, I just don't see the Steelers losing by more than six and a half points. Uh, as far as the over under, um, I mean they both have great receiving cores, man. I, I, I can see this. I can see this going over. Damn the defense uh, that they known for. I think this could go over. Um, the Lions are seven and a half point dogs against the 49ers. Over under forty five. Um, I I struggle to see how the Lions score more than maybe ten points in this game. And I just see the 49ers running away with this one. So, bet the 49ers easily. Lions are going to be terrible. Uh, the Colts are two-and-a-half-point dogs at Seattle, uh, at home against Seattle over under 50. Um, some places have this at three now. I think it's actually back to three. Um, I got this when Seattle was actually underdogs before Carson Wentz injury. And I still tell you to bet the over. I don't think neither, like I said, I don't think need one of these defenses anything to write home about. And uh, the Seattle's going to play with a little bit more pace this year. So I expect them to score some more points. And even though Carson Wentz is terrible, um, he has Frank Reich, a good head coach. And I don't think the Seattle's defense is going to be able to stop the run game in the play action. Um, you're not asking for much. Um, the Browns, uh, six-and-a-half point dogs at the Chiefs over under 54-and-a-half. I say Brett, the Browns are the over. I'm just keep it very simple as that. The Browns are supposed to be as good as everybody that needs. They should be able to keep this within the touchdown, and they should be able to score points from that Chiefs defense. Um, the Broncos, Giants, uh, Giants are three-point dogs at home over under 41-and-a-half. Bet the under. I got the Browns. I got the Broncos when they were just one-point favorites. Um, it's up to three now. I still bet them. I just struggle to see how the Giants score points. Um, often, if any, in this game, don't believe in it. I think the Broncos' defense is going to be awesome. I uh, think the Giants' defense is pretty good, but I think the Broncos' receiving core could actually present some problems, maybe a couple play-action plays. Not asking too much from Teddy, just hit those, let your receivers do the work. Um, the Packers, Saints, this game is being played in Jacksonville because of the storm. Uh, Saints are four-and-a-half-point dogs over under a 50. Um, this is some type of shit that the Saints would rally around, get behind and make this a, a close game. I think this number might go slightly up. Um, man, I don't know. I I, I kind of want to go at the Saints four and a half, man. The Saints got a good offensive line. I don't. Uh, I know they don't have the same rece- receiving core. They still have Kamara. And um, I guess kind of got to sit out the Packers defense. Um, I know they'll be good on offense. Um but Dennis Allen ain't no slouch as a defense coordinator. So, um, the over-under 50, 
Uh, I probably wouldn't touch that. The Dolphins are three-point dogs against the Patriots over under 43-and-a-half. Give me the Dolphins with the three and the under. Uh, Ricky quarterback, I don't care if he has Belichick. Uh, I think Flory is going to present some problems as long as the Dolphins can stop the run. It's going to be a low-scoring game, um, and I could definitely see them covering, if not winning outright. The Bears are seven-and-a-half-point dogs against the Rams on Sunday night over under 46. You just bet the under and don't even touch the line. Even though I think the Rams win, I just don't see them scoring many points in this game. I can see the Rams winning run away with this game, uh, maybe winning 31 to 10. Um, and then the Raiders are four and a half point dogs versus the Ravens on Monday night over under 51. Bet the Ravens. Just as simple as that. Don't care about all the injuries, all the woes they had. John Gruden and defense have been absolutely terrible since he's been there. And there is something I would not absolutely worry about being able to fix because they're still signing guys and starting them and cutting them to this very hour. So that's week one. That's the season preview. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you don't feel like I rushed. Just didn't want to give you a whole bunch of BS information to hold your time. I wanted to get in and get out, give you a good podcast to listen to, some things to think about. Hopefully you can make some money along the way and you enjoyed it. As always, rate, review, subscribe. Man, I really enjoy it. Really love seeing y'all downloading the ANCAP and listening, man. I appreciate it. Until next time, love, peace, and chicken grease. This has been the P-U-F-F-Y. Holla.